At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey yo, speed my rants and gems. Speed my rants and gems. Y'all can do it, we discover. Peace to all the kings and the queens where the mother lie. Speed my rants and gems. Speed my rants and gems. Y'all can do it, we discover. Peace to all the kings and the queens where the mother lie. Welcome back to another episode of Rants and Gems. My name is Matt Garland. NMLS number 58700, better known as MG the Mortgage Guy. And my name is Kiana Watson, license number 317576, broker extraordinaire, hashtag international. And today we have the amazing Roshana Scott. Yes. Here all the way from Chicago. Chicago in the building. Chicago in the building. Chicago in the house. Hey, you guys, we are coming to you live from London, and we were wondering, why, are they, why aren't they a part of our community? Look, if you're not part of the Ransom Gyms, gym dropping community, you're doing yourself a tremendous disservice. We got live events, behind the scenes, live Q&As with our guests. You need to be a part of the community. You gotta be a part of this community so you can ask questions to all of our guests, so you can interact with us, vibe with us, get exclusive behind the scenes footage. I mean, we're gonna have everything you need in our community. So y'all stop asking questions on Instagram and join our community so you can get the real answer. Exactly, so link is in the bio. Join the Ransom Gym, certified gym dropper community today. Get behind the scenes action, live Q and A's, free Rashana is an amazing real estate broker. She has so much Ransom knowledge Gyms about investing in talk. What makes so her stand wait, apart from other typical agents bio, is she really today. represents investors. First time investors, second time investors, people that are buying buildings and blocks. So, Roshana, tell people more about who you are and um, what made you fall in love with real estate. All right. Hey, everybody. Um, thanks so much for having me. So, I am um, a licensed real estate broker in um, the state of Illinois. Uh, I run a team of um, Chicago real estate agents and I also uh, run a community called Flipping in Hills for women real estate investors. Uh, what made me fall in love with real estate was I really just wanted freedom, really. You know, when I was 19, um, I read 
Rich Dad Poor Dad, right? The a book that um, most investors, you know, starting out read. And I really got my license just to be a better investor because I was young and trying to figure it out, right? And there was really not a lot of representation in the industry. You know, when I was looking for black women in real estate, black investors, black women developers, I just didn't see that. So that was one of the main reasons for me uh, starting a community, you know, the Flipping in Hills community to uh, create that woman and become her and then find other women that I was looking for and then actually highlight them um, as well as when I was like, okay, you know, again, I just wanted to get my feet wet and learn about investing in real estate. And then I just got my license. And then next thing you know, you know, here we are. <laughs> here we are. Okay. So how did you get started with your first um, real estate investment deal? Let's talk about that. So my very first investment deal uh, was a private investment deal. I was a young, broke college student, and I just wanted to get started investing in real estate. And someone gave me the opportunity to invest in one of their projects. So I actually um, went to them and I was like, hey, you know, this is all of the money that I have. Um, they were raised, I forget what the minimum investment was, but I, I literally was like, well, I got $5,000 and I just want to be a part of this, you know, um, investment. And so the thing that it allowed was uh, what we call now like mentor hacking, right? Because I now have money in this project and I was showing up every day asking questions about this project, right? And I think that's the thing a lot of people want, everybody wants a mentor for free, right? I'm running around and looking for somebody to mentor you. Um, but you know, when you make that investment, now, you know, wh whomever is running that project, like they, you know, have to answer questions to you, right? And so I learned a lot from that project. Um, fast forward from there, um, then I started uh, different investment projects mm -hmm. from flipping to tax lien investing, wholesaling, um, and buying and holding. So Great. that first investment snowballed all the other investments and partnerships from people that I had just met from just networking in the industry and really just trying to figure it out. Love that. All right, so you figured it out. You got into that first deal. Yep. You got your, your license. So you're also helping investors, mm -hmm. right? Now we're in New York, we're in Brooklyn. Shout out to Brooklyn. Shout out to the Brooklyn Bank for hosting us today, all right? So you know New York is high cost. It's expensive mm -hmm. as hell, especially here in Brooklyn, where we at in Bed-Stuy. You, you can get a two, which I call them two flats. Yeah. We call them two, two families here. But a two flat in New York will cost you a million dollars, and mm -hmm. it's a fixer. Yeah. People can't afford to do that here, right? Now in Chicago, Tell us the average price point of these two flats, like these multifamily homes, two to four families. Yeah, so two to four units right now with, you know, obviously the market has gone up everywhere, you know, because of supply and demand. But you can typically get a decent two flat for about maybe 250 to three, 350, yeah. Now, is that a turnkey or a property so that you really have? So turnkey, 300,000. In, in you know certain areas, right? So, the so they'll range. So like on the south side of Chicago, on the west side of Chicago, um, you know they'll is, is range. This, is this Shaw Town or Shaw Rock? <laughs> let's so, be clear here, please. Yeah, no, let's be clear. We need to know. Let's be clear. So Chicago is huge, right? Chicago, Chicago is, is first huge. of all the it's third, huge. you know, I know largest you when I say city. That too. You know, it's the third largest city in the world. So you have different areas. You know, good and bad everywhere, right? You got your ten percent everywhere. I tell my clients, I tell everybody, it is block by block, right? Um, but this is Chi Town. 
Okay. okay. This okay. is Chi-Town that I'm speaking of. I'm born and raised on the South Side. I've moved all over the South Side. That's my primary market of helping first-time investors buy and sell real estate. You know, one of my clients, for example, bought a two-unit before, you know, uh, COVID hit. He bought it for about 140. He put about 40 into it. Once COVID hit, he, we, so he's all in at right under 200. You know, he did a FHA 203K renovation loan. And then in two years, he had 100,000 in equity, right? Because I told you guys, two flats are right now are selling for every bit of three, you know, three to 330, depending on where you are. Um, we literally sold that property, and because that was his primary residence, he paid no capital gains tax. Mm. You know, moved out and actually took that investment and rolled it into you know a bigger purchase. Mm. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So you're talking for a rehab property? Can you still get under two hundred k for a rehab property right now? Uh, you can, but it's gonna need everything. So it's gonna be a full, it's gonna be a full gut, you know. So for first time investors, um, I don't recommend doing full guts unless you are really tight, you know, with your contractors, with your team, unless you have a really solid team. But anything under two hundred, that's a multi unit right now, is gonna be a lot of work unless. You know, you utilize some of these resources. You know, we talked about like the land bank before. Um, I actually just want to. What's be the in. land bank? So in Chicago, and I know they have it in a, a couple of areas around the country. So we have something called the Cook County Land Bank, uh, where basically the land bank is going into the communities and um, cleaning up. Properties that are, are troubled properties, right? There, there's tax liens, water issues, judgments, things like that. They're able to get those um, properties and remove, you know, any of the bad debt or anything, and basically put them back out specifically to developers because they want these properties back up, operated, and on, you know, on on the tax roll. Okay. And they actually have, even if you are like financing the property um you know your lender is going to be in like first lien posi position essentially but the land bank will actually also have another lien on the property to make sure you actually complete the renovation that you say you're going to do and they actually will come in and they'll actually do an inspection before you can sell it to that end buyer are there any restrictions with this land bank yeah you, the only restriction is just that you cannot be an out-of-state investor so you can partner with somebody and say Okay, tell us about this partnership you're talking about here. How do you partner with someone <laughs> yeah, that's on, in the state? Y'all just form an LLC together. And they can buy it as their primary resident. But, so they have so, to, it has to be a primary resident. No, it does not have to be it a primary be resident. You can partner. be a developer when, when you're literally navigating it. And this is why I tell people, like, don't knock it until you try it. There were so many. This is about to be the third flip that I'm doing with the land bank. Basically, the numbers are um, we want to be at at $42,000. It's a frame two flat. Um, I'm going to go in. And again, you guys know it's going to need a major rehab. Um, we're going to put about one fifty in it. Okay. We're going to put about one fifty in it, and right now the as is value is three twenty. So you into it for what? One ninety, one ninety five. Yeah, call it two hundred. Call it two hundred k. Yeah. And you're going to flip it for three thirty. Three twenty. Three twenty. Yeah. Maybe three thirty by time. It's Maybe three thirty. Maybe three fifty because it's up in the stock in my listen. piano voice. Listen, it depends yes. on how big you make the bathroom, kitchen, bathroom, closet. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Those are three things. Yeah. It's the kitchen, and it's the bathroom. Yeah. And for people right now, it's that owner suite with the closet because we are living in a world of capitalism. All y'all love to buy, buy, buy. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's actually an easier process than most people think. Um, but literally, you just go on the website, 
you put in your, the information to uh, get access to the property, then you submit your bid and you wait to hear back. And it's really as simple as that. Typically, how long does it take to, to win your bids? Like, is it like something um, that you know right away? Does it take some time? We heard back a week after bids were due. That's not bad. That's not bad. So, yeah. so basically, an <laughs> out-of-state investor, if we want to buy in the land bank, we need to partner with a resident like yourself mm -hmm. or our guy Andre and say, hey, look, yep. let's do business. Absolutely. Let's form, let's form a joint venture and let's get it going. Absolutely, yeah. And there's <laughs> other community organizations that have property, that, that this is their same mission, right? Um, there are properties, you know, in minority areas that have all of these issues that have been vacant. They've been sitting vacant for years and they're just adding up, you know, fines and fees and, you know, all these bills and nobody wants to, you know, a regular person doesn't have the authority to go and just clear, you know, all of the issues from a property. So usually a community organization will come in, you know, to help revitalize the area. And, you know, you as a developer, you know, you're coming in and you're, you know, doing a service to the community by getting this property up and going and you get to make some money from it in the meantime. Are there any incentives for investors to buy in Chicago like that the, that the city may be offering? So um, the only incentive that I am aware of is really just tax incentives, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, people ask that all the time, actually, if there are any programs you know, for um, investors purchasing real estate. And unless you are, um, you know, going to house hack or own and occupy, um, there, aren't, there aren't any programs really. But yes, there are tax incentive programs when you're talking about like investing in opportunity zones and things like that to defer capital gains taxes. That's about it. All right, so, so we have two or three K if you're gonna do the primary residence. Mm -hmm. You do the burrs, right? You can do that with a two or three K, living it for a year burr out of it and move on but then if you're doing a straight investment typically it's a 25 percent down payment um, you can do a conventional or you can do a hard money loan or any asset base and put it in your llc now let's talk about let's upgrade right we graduated mm -hmm. okay we went from the two to four families or two to four flats now let's get into commercial real estate because chicago's commercial real estate beautiful it's beautiful yes. i love it i keep losing bids but I love it. <laughs> the camera's laughing because in Connecticut I'm losing bids too because I ain't paying your price. <laughs> Yo, you heard so. it here first. MG is closing in Chicago before the end of this year. Yeah, that's a fact. We are. We you are. Just give me my number. <laughs> and he'll be closing in Chicago after he closes in Atlanta. Because that's already, he's been stressing me out for 6.7 months. 6.7? <laughs> <laughs> Stress your agents out. It's not like an interest rate. <laughs> it feels like an interest rate. It just keeps going up. So let's talk about commercial real estate. Like, how's the land? How's the Chicago landscape for commercial buildings right now? So it's so funny because uh, commercial real estate is actually you can you can get commercial real estate for the same price as residential real estate in some areas in chicago so i just share with you guys that in some areas um you know two flat can be 300 330 350 um in different parts of the area i mean, of the city you know upwards of a million dollars right wherever you are um on those same sides of the city you can get a six unit an eight unit a ten unit 400, 450, 5, 550, you know, depending on where it is. Um, I literally so I literally just sold a three unit for 535. Um, also, you know, a renovation loan. 
um, where a client has 300,000 in equity. But you can also go two neighborhoods down and get a commercial property for that same price. So commercial real estate in Chicago is, is interesting. It's not valued at the same uh, rate as, you know, if you're considering a two flat at, you know, 300,000, you're like, okay, it, you know, units are usually trading at like 150 a door, right? Um, but, it's, but it's just not the same in commercial. Mm. So what kind of cash flow can we be looking, like, looking at in, in Chicago commercial? Like, what is it, what are we looking at usually? 12%, 15% ROI on our money? 10 to, 20, 10 to 12% usually, right? Okay. Um, you guys know, obviously, the, the best returns are in, in the hood, right? So, you know. Chirac? On, yeah, so Chirac is your, your 15%, 16%. Right, that's when you're getting up there. We're getting like 20% in Chirac? That's, that's, that's when you're getting up there. I haven't seen 20% yet. But, you know, that's where you're going to get, um, you know, your higher returns at. You know, and I actually, you know, um, for the realtors, obviously, you know, we get this question a lot. Like, where should I invest? You know, where is it safe to invest? And legally, you know, I can't advise, you know, where you should invest. But people always want to know, what, you know, where is gentrification yeah. happening? Or what is this? Or what is that? And, or where's, you know, where should my money go? And I always tell people, like, listen, you need to go back to what are your goals? What are your goals, right? Are your goals cash flow? Are your goals appreciation? You know, because cash flow is measurable. Appreciation is not. Fine. Appreciation is assumed, right? And, you know, and we assume it based on, like, you know, market statistics, you know, what's going on in the community, any new developments and things like that. But also the bottom can fall out at any given time. Right. So but cash flow, you know, when you are measuring it and you're looking at what exactly the numbers are. Right. This, this is the rental income. These are the expenses. You know, it is what it is. Depending on where your goals are, you just, you know, stick to your goals and follow where you can get those numbers. Right. Mm -hmm. And you but also you have to be comfortable, you know, as an investor, if you're going to be self-managing, you know, going into certain areas and, and things like that. So you can accomplish whatever it is you want to do in real estate. You just have to stick true to what your goals are, because whatever you want to do, you can. I love that. I love that. And we do have another question. So when you're working for a and getting a commercial building, because mm -hmm. a lot of people, we talk about buying that first flip, but no one's like, how do you finance? How do you get into that first commercial building? Yeah. What should a buyer expect when, when it comes to that process? Like pre preparation, credit score, savings, yeah. all that. Yeah, so it's actually um, pretty similar. Yeah, great question. It's actually pretty similar to residential, right? Mm -hmm. the, the biggest difference is the, um, the larger down payment. So you're looking at, you know, 25% down, um, usually on commercial. And if, but if you take, you know, that residential client, for example, that I said, you know, gained $100,000 in equity and turned around and, you know, he went, he sold that property, he could have easily taken $100,000 and put it and bought a six unit. Right. Because when you're, you know, leveraging up like that's, you know, that's that's the, the model. Right. So um, commercial financing, obviously, is also what you need. Um, your credit scores are usually what, 620? Yeah, like yeah, six, about, 620, 640. About, about 620 um, on commercial. Um, and now when you're talking about like buying commercial, though, like yes. the tenants, the the numbers have to add up right and in today's day and age i do not care about a rent roll okay Facts. 
I do not care about a Facts. row. I want to see deposits. <laughs> Especially with, you know, the eviction moratorium and things like that. And Chicago is a very uh, tenant-friendly city. Um, the laws are, are for the tenant. And so you want to make sure if you're going to be inheriting a tenant that, um, one, you know, obviously they're paying. And two, you know, that everything is going to check out. You want to be viewing these units, walking these units, getting inspections on these units, you know. Um, you just want to make sure everything checks out. I mean, the process, again, is very similar to residential, uh -huh. you know, and, and you can actually burr commercial property as well. You know, you can go in and purchase in Chicago, let's say, again, let's say a six to ten unit that needs work for, let's call it, you know, under 200 or under 250, you know, put some money into it. And, and, it, and as long as you are able to force enough equity in there, you can refinance out and get, you know, your original down payment back. You know, it's the same. It's the same strategy that you guys here talked about. You know, it's burn residential. So I think it's important you talk about the getting into contract in Chicago, right? Because a lot of this due diligence that you're speaking on mm -hmm. does not happen before you get a contract. No. These fools. <laughs> he learned. He learned. No, a different I, I lost a lot of money playing around in Chicago. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, thousands of dollars on inspections because yeah. what happens is they will. Everything that she's saying, the rent roll is a lie. Because this is just spreadsheets for the most part. And these people put, these sellers are slumlords. They don't care. They'll put anything. They'll have all these performers. Oh, we're getting this on market. But the performers. They love them performer numbers. They love these performer numbers. And it's like, okay, how, Sway? Where yeah. is it? Yeah. Show it to me. But what I learned. Life is sweet and made even sweeter when spent with the ones you love. Savor the moment, big or small, with the delicious bottled Starbucks Frappuccino drink. Or for a new favorite sip, check out the full Starbucks ready-to-drink coffee lineup online or wherever you buy groceries. Because with Starbucks coffee, you're always ready for the right now. The hard way and the most expensive way is that they don't have to show you anything in Chicago until you actually put down your deposit. Yep. It could be $5,000, $10,000, whatever they want. And you have to sign that contract. And then you have to get an inspection. And on commercial buildings, that inspection could be fifteen hundred. It could be five thousand dollars, depending on how many units the property yeah. is. And then, and then, <laughs> and then, they say, "Okay, here's the truth." Am I right? Am I lying? Or am I telling the truth right now? Because that's what happened to me. I think three or four times. Yeah. So, Lord have mercy. So, well, one of those, one of those deals mm -hmm. fell apart because. Talking. I don't. Well, I don't remember. But it's not because of the seller, not because of me. They've been lying. But it was it, one of those deals was not because of the numbers. We were we fell apart for some other reason. I think the lawyer didn't like the fact that it was it, it was, was something. the tenants because they wasn't paying. And it was something. It, this was in the middle of the pandemic when the moratoriums and everything like that. So the lawyer was like, "Nah, don't take this." Right. The seller was playing games. Right. Right. That's exactly what it yeah. was. So yeah. I mean, so you run into that, unfortunately. And yes, you know, inspections are going to, um, you know, cost more when you are um, purchasing commercial property. But, you know, your due diligence items that you are, you know, want to request, obviously you're going to have an inspection. You're going to request the rent rolls. You want to see the actual bills for the utility, right? The actual utility bills you want to see. Um, you want to uh, request the, the leases, right? Um, you want to request any um, appraisals, any, any information. Uh, we also call it a, a T12, right? A trailing 12, basically the last 12 months showing um, 
every single actual bill that has been paid on that, right? Um, you know, you have your water bill, which, you know, MG, we've gone back and forth. Huh. A number of times on, he's like, why is water so high in Chicago? Nah, that's the highest water bills I've ever seen in my life. Like, what the fuck are these people doing out there? <laughs> like, do they leave the water running all day long? Or, I don't understand this. Or it might be a leak, right? And oftentimes that's in, in um, you know, poorly managed buildings, like... They just, they're just paying it, you know, it's, it's, it's just poorly managed, you know. They, and then they these fools want top dollar. And then they want top dollar, yes, yes. Because of the market, right? We're in a supply and demand, I don't know, give a damn what we in. <laughs> I don't in give a, a damn. Market. But there he are is still the worst deals. client ever. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. I mean, he, he sees what's happening out here. He understands the market. But he feels like, I know that's what they're asking, but I'm not giving them that. No. But there's 10 people giving them that. Well, yeah. good luck what to them. What do you want me to do? Yeah. Well, yeah. they're going to have a $33,000 bill like <laughs> Andre had, right? <laughs> <laughs> and paying top dollar. That's not going to be me. Sir. I'm patient. We need, we need a dilapidated property for you. But I, come on. <laughs> say it again. Oh, say it again. We said that we because, the same. Because Matt, so, so since, you know, we're we talking about Matt now, right? <laughs> So Matt does not want to do work, right? Everybody talks like and they say Matt doesn't want to do any work on any properties. He just wanted cash flowing and he just want to walk in right to, to cash flow. Now, here's the thing. Everybody wants to walk into cash flow. So there's going to be competition on that, right? But then they also are selling the value add play, right? So these properties are value add, meaning, okay, when the tenant moves out, now you can go in and you can do a little bit of work, raise the rents, right? And so if the numbers work at the pro forma number, uh, oftentimes that's what listing agents are pushing. But Matt is like, no, I'm going off of the as is number. So. You know, I don't, I don't fault you for that, bro. Like you sticking to your numbers, and you know, I mean, and we still don't have a deal. But you know, but there will, but it's, <laughs> but it's going to come, right? You know, being patient. Hold on, let me talk. Let me, let me talk the way Matt talked to y'all. You can keep waiting. <laughs> but what's going to happen is the, rates, the interest rates will continue to rise. Right. And basically, based on the rates and the value increases, um, waiting just costs Matt 16% on the value increase in the metro Atlanta area. But, you know, have fun. Uh, Let me tell you now from Matt's voice. I don't give a damn. Where's my camera to zoom in? I don't give a damn about what these two realtors are telling me right now. And I'm going to tell y'all too, I'm going to stick to my guns. Yeah. You can't tell me the pro forma is this, but you're getting this. This shit don't add up to me. If you want the market value, right? And your market value, your numbers don't support the market value. It just doesn't, right? So when you're getting, look, there's cost approach and sales approach when uh -huh. you're talking yeah. commercial real estate. This is not residential. You can't go over market value. Yeah. We gotta look at what are the, what's the rent? What's the rent? What are you collecting? So your value's off by 50 to 60,000 off top, but you want, like it's at the pro forma number. Right. So what these sellers want, y'all, they want the pro forma number <laughs> price today. Right. Based what, on what they, they think it's going to be. Based on yeah. what they think it's going to be. Like, but we got a 10-unit building. You got to put the work in. That got like eight people not paying. And they're all below market rent. And they're not even giving you the information until you pay. It's like, yo, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. It's 
But we'll find a deal. No, we're gonna find look, a deal because now we gotta go. We gotta go rehab now because I've learned an right. expensive lesson. Look, and we I'm literally to my guns. and we literally just had that conversation because everybody uh, wants a, a turnkey. Well, we call it a Caesar deal. Oh, right? everybody wants a Caesar deal, <laughs> but Caesar's a nut though. So he's, di he's built different. But here's the thing. So. Again, obviously, you know, the best value is going to be, I believe, the value that you go in and add, right? Mm -hmm. Because now you can control, right, where you're pushing, you know, the market, right? Um, you make money in real estate when you buy, right? That's where the money is made, is on the front end. So, you know, buying right and buying low, but if, you know, the lowest that you're going to buy are properties that need significant rehab. So... We make money in real estate when you buy, not what you sell. So why the hell would I buy something knowing I'm going to put myself in risk of losing all my money because I can't get out of this property. And now I've got to carry the debt, the expenses, the bad tenants because Chicago laws suck. Right. How long does it take to evict in Chicago? <sighs> exactly. <laughs> I rest my case. That was a long break. Why, why the hell? Was, exactly my point. So uh, why would I buy this piece of shit? Three to 15 months. Three to 15 months. Real. What yeah. the hell does the, that mean? Yeah. <laughs> because you can't because you because there's a such thing as called a professional tenant, right? Yeah. So where they know that you can't evict from October to March. So if they stop paying, why you, can't they evict from October to March? Listen to this shit. Because of the weather. Who gives a damn? <laughs> <laughs> exactly my point. Because yeah, because of, because of the weather. What kind of law is that? <laughs> it's cold outside. Can't evict you. But you, can get, out of the year, you but you can get. But you can. But you can. Yeah, you can get. You exactly. know. You can file. First of all, it's gonna take you probably three months to even get a court date anyway. So when you understand the timeline and the process, by the time you actually get to court, the tenant probably left anyway, right? And, but probably. But, but didn't pay you. But or pro, they maybe maybe they have maybe they had but they hadn't paid rent, right? You know, for all of those months. Mm. So. Yeah. So, I mean, we're not trying to scare people from the market. <laughs> I just, know, right? We're no, just but this is real talk, though. Like, but this is yeah, real, it's real talk. talk. So, yeah. we, and we're not going to put Matt in a bad deal, first of all. And I would. I won't right? put myself in a bad deal. I, I know, but. and I, I love y'all. And none of my clients go in bad deals. No, and I know but that. The best deals are going to be some deals Valuation. where you got, you you know, you got to. Yeah. Hold on. I said let, it. Let me see this. Let me Where's see my this camera? Where's my camera? You're going to have to get the worst house on the best block. Okay. Look, let me you tell y'all my philosophy behind Chicago. The, the cash flow is the best in the Midwest. That's a fact. Yeah. Correct. So for me, okay, I'm dealing with some, some, some bread here. Let me just run it up real quick and get a bunch of cash flow and turnkey properties. I don't have a team in Chicago when it comes to contractors, things of this nature. And I don't got time to be doing this. So I need the best solution that works for me. Every investor is different. You can't go off what you see on the internet, folks. You got to run your own race. So for me, this is the race that I want to run. I got the money, so I'm patient, right? Mm -hmm. the, the, this race ain't, ain't for me no more. I put my money on these inspections, and these sellers be lying their asses off. But I've lost probably, what, six, 7,000 in inspection money mm -hmm. so far. That's, I'd rather lose that than close on a deal yeah. and have bad tenants, and now I got debt that I got to pay for. That's what it was. It just came back. Mm -hmm. So one of the deals that we had the inspection on remember the rehab cost came back oh my god that's what it was one of these deals the rehab the so the inspection came with their cost estimate this that and third okay cool that sounds doable we got contractors out there my lord up and stuck is the real thing these dudes put on a new york tax on me 
It was ridiculous. And then the numbers just didn't make sense to me no more. Yeah. So why the hell would I buy it? I'm going to walk away. But I've learned my lesson, especially talking to Rashawn a lot, and obviously my guy Caesar flipping New Jersey, because he went out there and brought like 8,000 units yeah. in like two weeks, because like I said, he's a nut. He's built for that. He has a whole team in, in Jersey of contractors and everything like that. So it's easier for him to say, you know what, I'm going to provide housing for my team, and I'm going to ship them to Chicago to work on my projects, because he's getting everything at cost. I can't depend on Caesar's people to work on my buildings because that's his people. So for me, I'm like, nah, I'm not trying to go this route. But now I realize, damn, I ain't got no choice if I want to go to Chicago. Yeah. Because these turnkey properties, these guys are out of their freaking mind. And these brokers who get these listings, they don't care. Mm -mm. They're straight up like, we're going off these numbers, you want it or not. Because we got 10 people out here who's willing to pay, yep. but those people don't mean Look, we always say it don't matter how many doors you got. A lot of these people ain't making money. Right. A and lot of people thing. ain't making money in real estate. I'm telling you this for a fact because they're overpaying. Right. And there's no way in hell you're going to make money. Like, there's no way. I'm not here for not-for-profit like the Brooklyn Bank. <laughs> I am a compassionate capitalist. I want my fucking money. Period. You work hard for it. I work hard. We heard them. You heard it here first. <laughs> but at least let's tell people, before we, we wrap, I want you to tell people the benefits of owning commercial real estate because I want to just open up the door to that because we have been, now that we've been doing the podcast, our one year anniversary is coming up soon. Yes. We really want to elevate people. <laughs> By this time, you should be ready to or have already purchased your first time, your first property. You should be planning for that next level. So yeah. commercial real estate to me is a great way to talk about that next level. Give some people some benefits of the commercial market. Benefits right. in Chicago. I mean, cash flow, obviously, yeah. right? When the numbers are right, when the numbers are true, right? We talked about just verifying exactly what it is. Um, cash flow and appreciation and being able to, uh, once you step into the commercial property, um, arena now your portfolio your entire portfolio is leveled up at that point because you can go to the bank and you can you know leverage your portfolio and get more and more loans you know lines of credits and things like that um but that's one of the biggest things that i would say is being able to um also make a statement in the community right like commercial property again and if you guys have never been to chicago visit it you, you know visit certain size of the city, you'll be okay, okay? Don't be scared to come to Chicago. Um, but, it, but we have some very large, beautiful commercial statement pieces um, on many sides of the, of the neighborhoods, I mean, of the city. But being able to go in and actually, um, you know, revitalize these communities and actually be a good landlord, mm -hmm. you know, in these communities, provide safe and affordable housing, um, which we didn't even, you know, touch on, but you know, the, the affordable housing piece, there's so many positive aspects there in regards to being a landlord in that space to where your property should never ever, you know, be vacant, right? There is a waiting list of affordable housing um, tenants in Chicago. And so, it's, it's a great market to invest in. Should everything check out, all of the numbers, you know, pass the inspection. Um, you know, if you're doing some value add, right, it, whether you're doing, you know, minor cosmetic work or major rehab, um, it, it, it's, it's, it is, I've, I've literally seen 
my clients' lives change um, overnight by getting out of the residential market, right? They've built up their portfolio utilizing residential properties, starting with the smaller two, three, four unit properties and getting out of those and leveraging up and buying commercial real estate. Because again, like I said, in my market, you can buy commercial real estate at the same price as you can residential. So that's one of the biggest benefits there too. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing all these great information. So we gotta we gotta wrap it up, but we do want to get a good rant from you about the industry and a great gem you can share with our people. Um, hmm. Okay, so I'll start with the. Um, I guess it's a rant and a gem. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so my biggest thing is investors, well, realtors who are out here um, helping everybody else create generational wealth and not doing it for themselves. Um, that's one of my biggest pet peeves is people who are just selling real estate. Like, I, I'm not opening doors forever. I'm just not, right? Um, and again, I got into real estate to get into investing. And so by me having that investment experience, then I attracted my clients, which were first time investors. A lot of people wanted to now understand and learn, you know, about investing. So if you are a first time investor, first of all, everybody on your team that you hire, that you work with should also be investors as well. They should understand, you know, um, if it's a realtor, if it's your attorney, your lender, they need to understand that language as an investor. Um, and like I said, if you are a realtor yourself, make sure you are not selling every single property, um, you know, that you come across. One of my great purchases that I went into um, purchasing and instantly had 200,000 in equity is because the seller called me first to come out for a listing appointment and I noticed it to be a great deal. And instead of going home and sending a listing agreement, I went home and sent the contract. Mm. Right? Boss. Boss. <laughs> Boss. I like that. That's very important. Very important. Transactional people need to invest. Now that's very important because we often find ourselves helping everybody else build wealth as transactional folks, and we don't spend enough time helping ourselves. So that was a real big gem right Yeah, there. and you guys get access to the deals first, right? Mm -hmm. So you can cherry pick the best and sell the rest, literally. Ooh. You know, you're in that industry um, for a reason, right? You're in that industry because you love what real estate can do for people, right? It can literally change lives and provide an amazing foundation. So do that for yourself and your families as well. I love Chicago real estate. Chicago, Chicago. Chicago. He's going to love it even more when we close. I'm going to love it even more when I close and I get after, that cash flow. We will close. After Atlanta. No, we, we got the tiny house and we're going to get more. <laughs> she like oh, yeah, she right. like that little ass deal. <laughs> <laughs> you saw her face? That little ass $200,000 deal. <laughs> First of all, it's not, it's not the size of the deal. It's the way that you deal the deal. Okay. We, and we got things going on. We have more. We actually have... <laughs> More in the pipeline. We have a oh, no, no. call tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow at 2 p.m., I think. So, because even for me, it went from, and that's this is way offline, but this it mm -hmm. went from representing a tiny home to being an equity investor. Mm -hmm. So, you go from, you don't want to just be the person on the other end. Come on. Um, how about you get paid just to actually 
be there, just being in the room and investing your money. So Ownership. equity plays yeah. is where I'm at. So that's what I'm talking about. There is levels. I went from opening every single door to building a team, to building a brokerage, to now I represent the brokerage as a whole. And I use the money that I make to do equity plays, investing in other businesses. Absolutely. So I can do things like this. Absolutely. So major it's been gem. a major gem. It's, yeah. been, it's been an episode. Yeah. So Lashana, tell the people how to find you Tell them how to connect with you if they want to invest in Chicago. Absolutely. So I'm Rashana Scott everywhere. Uh, so you guys can find me on all social media channels. You can um, Google me. And all of my information is there. Uh, the links on how to connect with me, schedule a call. Um, for my ladies who are interested in investing, learning how to invest in real estate, and join a community of women investors, you guys can um, look up uh, Flipping in Heels. They, there you have it. Look, we told you a lot of real stuff today in this episode, not fluff, because I think too many times people talk about the good and they forget about the bad and the ugly. Yeah, we and my story that. in Chicago right now is bad and ugly, right? But it's life. Like, yeah. though you limits, you got to make lemonade and you got to keep going. That's what real estate investing is all about. You got to keep going. No matter how much you spend on inspections, lawyers, whatever it is, if the deal don't fall through, it just wasn't meant to be. Right. Don't have emotional attachments. Wait for your deal, be patient, because too many times people just want to buy real estate just because they want to say, I got a real estate deal done, mm -hmm. and they wind up crying later. Trust me, they call me because they want to refinance, and I laugh at them like, damn, you made a bad decision. Right. Right? Like, you upside down. You upside yeah, down. You, you bought wrong. You bought wrong. And for me, and I hope everybody who's watching this and was here live, do not buy wrong. Do not rush to get a deal just because you want to say, I popped my cherry in real estate and I got a deal, right? right. Make the right decisions. Absolutely. Um, so I'll leave it on that. That's my gem. I love yeah. that. Yeah, that was cool. All right. <laughs> this was a Bob. Shout out to Chicago. Shout out to Shana Scott. And my name is Matt Garland, NMLS number 58700, better known as MG the Mortgage Guy. And my name is Kiana Watson. Oh, wow. Kiana my name license. is Kiana Watson. <laughs> license number 317576. Um, thank you guys for tuning in for another amazing episode of the Rants and Gems Show. Peace. To be my Rants and Gems, I'm so NY like MG rocking his Tim's. Poor Kiana representing Atlanta. We talking everything that's real estate. Y'all peeping the gram, I'm saying. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, 
and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.